All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. I hate to break the fishing news up your M-Check, but I'd like to speak about the ice hockey. Congratulations, you're one of the 13 listeners of the Real Life Podcast. We just traded a migraine in for, like, an orgasm. Might want to mark that down. Yep. All of my projects are on schedule until they're not. A member of the Nation Network of Podcasts. About as funny as we're going to get today. Welcome in to another episode of the Real Life Podcast on the Nation Network. As always, I'm your host, Tyler Uremchuk. And the normal cast of characters is here. We got Wanye, we got Jay, we got Chalmers, we got Mr. Bagged Milk. And uh, boy, we haven't uh, interviewed an oiler in a while, or an ex-oiler, I should say. Current member of the Detroit Red Wings, uh, product of London, Ontario. He has played in his career, getting close to 1,000 NHL games now. He's a product of London, Ontario. But uh, we in Edmonton, we consider him one of our own. Sam Gagne joins the show. Sam, how's it going, man? That's going great. Thanks for having me. Uh, we got a few things we want to touch on here. We got you for about 20, 30 minutes. But one of the, one of the big things, and, one, and really the main reason we had you on this week, is to talk about some work you're doing in the Edmonton community with some local businesses, particularly with our friend Emad and Yegberger. Uh, why don't you just kind of take us through what you have going on with Yegberger and how that kind of came about? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, obviously there's been a lot of um, small business affected with um, everything that's going on with COVID and um, Yegberger reached out to me uh, early on in all of this and uh, asked if I would be interested in um, doing their burger of the month for May um, and that uh, $1 from every burger was going to be uh, donated to the, uh, the Edmonton Food Bank and um, I, I figured it was a great cause and, and um, you know I'm a, I'm a burger fan myself so 
um, you know, it was a lot of fun creating the burger. And then you know, I just decided that um, I would match all the totals. So it's uh, $2 now from every burger uh, going to the Edmonton Food Bank. Um, you know, I know that uh, there's a lot of people kind of, um, you know, struggling in terms of um, just making ends meet. And, and uh, you know, any way you can help just kind of uh, make sure that uh, kind of, you know, food insecurity is, is, you know, something that isn't really, uh, isn't happening as much around Edmonton. You know, I figured it was a great cause to, to jump in and support and, uh, Yegberger gave me the, the platform to do it. And, uh, I'm thankful for that. So, um, you know, so far it's gone really well, getting a lot of, uh, great feedback on the burger and, um, you know, everything, uh, that's kind of come, uh, from it. So yeah, it's been, it's been a lot of fun. Can you tell us what's in the burger? Mm. Oh yeah, um, I, I I like that kind of a spicy kick. So there's uh, jalapenos and uh, um, a hot sauce on it, and then it's a double patty with bacon. Um, I, I personally I um, I'm gluten free, um, or I try to be at least, and um, so I uh, mine comes with a kind of a keto bun, and then uh, but I think. I think there's options to, to get a regular bun as well. And then uh, trying to think what else, creamy feta. Uh, there's a house made aioli from, uh, from Yegburger on there. And um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. But um, yeah, getting a lot of great feedback. Um, you know, I love the burger myself. I had a chance to eat it a few times. So um, yeah, I think you're trying to cut calories as much as you can during all this quarantine. <laughs> but uh, that's been the hard part. Is this the first time you've ever had in? Oh, go ahead, Jeff. I got to jump in. Uh, I've tried. I'm sorry. We were going to talk over each other, but I've had the burger, Sam, and I'm a spicy man myself, and I love it. So I actually do have a quick question to ask her before Tyler gets back into the making this professional show. Uh, any, uh, you know, ambition to being a chef after your playing career? Is that yes. Absolutely not. I'll leave that to the professionals. Um, I like to eat. That's uh, that's about where where it ends. <laughs> Are you thinking about going and working in a burger restaurant when you're done? <laughs> Probably not. I think um, yeah. hockey is about all, all that I know. So I think I'll stay in hockey no matter what happens. Interesting. Okay. Sam, you're you're an absolute fan favorite in this city. We we see it on the website. I remember the day you were traded back. I mean, bagged milk. You can probably speak to it as well. Like the site lit up with Sam Gagne fans who are excited to have you back in the city. From your perspective, you're a guy. I mean, you're staying in Edmonton right now. What what makes this city so special to you? Well, I think um, it really has a small town community feel. I mean, it's it's a big city, but. Uh, I, you know, ever since I was drafted here as an 18 year old, I, I really got that sense of community. Um, you know, everyone kind of makes you feel part of it. Um, and I, I think it's, it's just the people, um, you know, I, I, have been around to a lot of different places and, um, been, been a part of a lot of different communities and, and the people of Edmonton are, are just great people. They always make you feel welcome, always, uh, make you feel a part of things. And, uh, you know, for myself and my family, it's uh, it's been a great place to, you know, kind of, my, my wife is from here, so she grew up here. She understands, uh, you know, everything about being an Edmontonian. And, um, you know, my kids are, are really enjoying uh, kind of uh, everything that uh, comes with being uh, in Edmonton. And um, it's just been a lot of fun. One more. What's your bef- level? Oh, sorry, buddy. Go ahead. I was just going to say, one more before I send you through the gauntlet of Wanye J, Bag Milk, and Chalmers. 
Um, but for from the topic of being a hub city, I mean, you've been around obviously all the facilities in the league. Do you think Edmonton deserves to be kind of one of those top candidates for a bunch of teams to come back if the season resumes? Well, yeah, I mean, um, I know that there's uh, a lot of balls in the air and a lot of things that go into it, but in terms of just the facility aspect, um, it, it, it's, you know, in my opinion, the best arena in the league. Um, the dressing rooms are, you know, incredible. I, I think uh, just getting a chance to, you know, having played in so many different places and knowing a lot of different guys in the league, that's um, that it's, it's one common thing that continues to come up is, you know, guys when they, when they come to Edmonton now and they're staying at um, the JW Marriott and, and, and the dressing rooms at Rogers, um, you know, are so great. They're like, it's one of the best places in the league to, to come on the road now. So, um, yeah, I mean, the facilities are incredible. Um, you know, like I said, there's a lot of balls in the air about, um, you know, continuing to play and all that kind of stuff. But I think in terms of the facility, it's, uh, it's the best in the league. Wanye, I'll, uh, I'll send it over to you now. As they've been joking, I'm the one who tries to keep it on the rails as much as possible. But now I shall let go of the reins. Wanye, you're up. Well, it's about time I got some fucking questions around here. <laughs> <clears throat> First of all, thank you for coming on our show. I appreciate it. How has it been for you during all this? Like, you're like a normal civilian. Have you been locked in your house with kids going crazy, or how has it been? Yeah, no, it's been good. Um, uh, you know, I think this is the longest I've been off of the ice in, in forever. Um, you know, safe for injury or anything like that. So, uh, yeah, th- that that part has been different, you know, trying to stay busy and uh, keep your mind occupied. Um, but uh, my kids help with that. Um, I got three kids under the age of five. So, um, you know, that's really busy and uh, that's been a lot of fun. Are into what's going on? How do you guys explain what's going on? Okay. Yeah, you know what? Um, the, the, the oldest, um, he's four and a half. He, he, he's kind of in a little bit he, he um you know he understands kind of you know we, we tell him about the virus and you know why everyone's kind of social distancing all that kind of stuff and he's been uh he's been really good with that but we've been trying to do do uh our best to just keep them occupied um my wife was homeschooled so she has some experience with it um so she's been uh you know helping to homeschool the kids which um you know i, I personally i don't think teachers get paid enough for <laughs> you know all the, the stuff that uh, they have to go through but it's been um yeah it's, it's it's been good in the in the sense that um the family time uh we're, we're on the road a lot you know i got traded kind of part way through the season and um you know don't get to see the family enough so that part of it's been great and uh, uh we've enjoyed that do you get to work out like how are you trying to stay fit throughout all this yeah, I'm I'm one of the lucky ones. I, I have a gym in my basement here, um, you know, with enough to get by. Um, some cardio equipment, some weights, and um, you know, I have a sauna down there and uh, different things like that. So, um, and then I have a little bit of a backyard too, with um, and I have a hockey net and uh, uh, some pucks and some some, some uh, synthetic ice. So that helps. And then when, actually, when we first got back, Edmonton was really cold, so. Um, my son and I, um, we built, uh, it was like a little 10 by 20 rink in, on, on the patio in our backyard. So that was fun for a few weeks to just kind of play with him out there. They laughed when you put that gym in and now you're like, who's laughing now? It's COVID. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. How did, how did you like maintaining the rink? Were you, uh, were you like real hands on with it? I, I made rinks for my boys. My favorite time was at night having a scotch with my earphones in and just 
giving her a nice dusting. What did you think? <laughs> yeah, so um, I, I actually, I, I grew up in the in the rink business. My, my dad, when he retired, he started a company called Custom Ice Rinks. Whoa. And uh, yeah, so they 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 made uh, they make rinks of all shapes and sizes all over the world. Basically, um, it started really small, and and, and his uh, you know the original project was in my backyard. It was a fifty by ninety rink with like chiller boards, everything. It was incredible. So I kind of grew up in it. I, I remember actually um, one of my science projects uh, in elementary school. I, I I built a rink with like a little mini refri- refrigeration unit and and brought it to school and I had the boards and everything and it was like just a little uh you know kid sized model so um doing it again now it, it it kind of brought me back to all those times and brought me back to my childhood and I and I just love doing it so you know I, I, as as my kids get older um you know I'm not sure if they're gonna be involved in the game or, or, you know, I'm not going to pressure them in, in any way to do that. But if, if they do want to play hockey, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to love kind of building that rink in the backyard. And I, and I think even if they don't play, I'll do it anyway, just so I can skate. So <laughs> it, it has been a lot of fun. No doubt. So you, so your dad was making rinks. Like, so when you were a kid, you would go with him as he would go and make these rinks or did he just make a customized project? Like, or prana that you could buy. Yes, no, it was. It's a. It's a full. It's a. He he started the company. So, um, so they. It was him and um, yeah. It's essentially our 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 rink was the first rink that they built, and and now, um, you can go on their their website. Uh, I think it's customizedrinks dot com. Yeah, but go they have now. Yeah, they have they have rinks um, all over the world. They do um, they do backyard uh, portable uh, rinks. They do uh, permanent rinks. They do uh, indoor arenas. They do they do everything. They do the smaller training rinks. Um, so yeah, it's it's the um, it's really incredible to see where it started and what it's become now. Um, and uh, I know my dad takes a lot of pride in kind of building that business from the ground up and. Uh, yeah, it's 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 pretty incredible. I, I I go on the website now pretty frequently. Just uh, you know, once I built this rink in the backyard, I'm like, I'm gonna go on the website and see kind of some of the new projects they've been building. And it's they built they build rinks in like they you know half size rinks in like barns, and um, you know it's it's so cool. It's like it's a, it's such an incredible thing that uh, it's been built up, and um, you know, so I'm excited for when. I, I don't have to move around so much and I'm going to be in one place and I can build a, a an actual legit um, hockey rink in my backyard. Did you, hit, did you hit up your old man for a couple of tips when you were setting it up? Well, I actually did, but um, surprisingly, I, 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 I picked it up pretty quick. You probably I, just I remember. remembered the stuff. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I um, So when we were, when we were doing our rink, like every year, um, it, 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 the, the, the refrigeration unit adds probably a, you know a month or two on each end of so so we're able to put in the rink in November October type of thing and um, you know I was with them all the time as we were building the rink and uh, so you know when we flood it to to kind of get it up to a certain level and uh, yeah I remember all those things about like you have to flood it with warm water and all the like things that you, you know, all, all those different things that you, I, they just kind of came back to me. So that was, uh, it was a lot of fun doing it. 
I have been doing this all wrong after looking at this website. I can't wait for next winter all of a sudden because this is going to make oh, yeah. my life a whole lot easier. Yeah, Holy. exactly. Yeah, we, it, our our rink was incredible, and like I remember the first year, it was um, you know we just had this little um, attachment hose that you just like drag along uh, the the rink to to flood it or whatever, and then if it snowed, we you know sh- shovel it all off. And then the next year we got a snowblower, and then the next year we got this um, John Deere tractor, and it had an attachment on the back of it, so we were actually able to flood it like a zamboni. So uh, that made uh, well mostly my dad's life a lot easier, but um, I had a lot of fun zamboning it as well. Um, I think uh, I'm going to jump in and, and, and maybe talk a little bit about uh, some Oilers hockey, if that's Yeah, cool. no problem. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's so many amazing – well, first of all, thank you for coming on. You're, thank you for staying in Edmonton, and thank you for doing this fundraiser for a very important cause. Uh, really, you know, you've got a giant platform, and the fact that you're using it to, to support the community is amazing. Um so there's so many good memories that, 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 we, that I could go through, but I kind of want to hone in on one because it was a solid chunk of time, one where I was celebrating. And it was right at the beginning when uh, your first season with us, when the formation of the kid line came uh, with you, Cogliano, and Nielsen, and how the three of you almost single-handedly dragged the Oilers into the playoffs. And now like, just hold we, on here. You can't have three people single-handedly do something. All right, so <laughs> you handedly. try-handedly. How all six of your hands uh, brought us and put us on this crazy run and gave us such exciting and crazy, uh, meaningful hockey down the stretch. What was that like? Because for us it, to watch was unreal. Yeah, um, it was incredible. Actually, I, I remember. Um, I didn't expect to make the team as an 18 year old. And so I, I brought like two weeks worth of clothes and, and then uh, I had a really good camp um, and, you know, stuck around for 10 games. And then I'm like, okay, I got to go buy some clothes here. And then uh, I was told that I was going to stay for the rest of the year. And um, yeah, it was just kind of the whole thing. I mean, um, and Andrew, myself, and Tom Gilbert were living together. Um, you know, all, all three of us were kind of in the same boat that we weren't sure we were going to make it. So when we all found out we were, we're like, let's just find a find a house find a house together. And Ethan Morrow was actually the captain at the time, and um, he was nice enough that um, he had a house that was sitting empty, just to let us live in it, which was incredible. So we're all living together, and then. Um, there's a bunch of injuries kind of later in the year. Uh, and so, you know, our, our line gets put together. We start playing more. We're on the, you know, on the power play a little bit more. And we just kind of went on a run. And no one really expected anything of us. And, um, you know, we were just, you know, young kids having a good time playing hockey. And uh, we talk, Andrew and I especially, we talk about it all the time. It's some of the best times of our lives and uh, uh, some of our fondest memories. Man, do you remember that run where Cogliano wasn't it like three overtime goals in a row or something like that? That was I I remember that vividly. That was nuts. Yeah, no, it was incredible. And then actually the the fourth game we went to overtime again, and uh, he had probably his best chance of all of them and, and missed. So we were we were giving it to him for that. Um, <laughs> but I I think that at the time we were like this record is going to be safe forever. I, I think now. The fact that it's three on three overtime, it might be a little more in jeopardy. But um, 
yeah, it, it was, you know, three games in a row. Like, the odds to first just go to overtime, three games, and then for him to score all three times, it, it was awesome. Speaking of Oilers memory, Sam, I got to ask about the eight-point game. Um, yeah. It was one of those ones where everything you touched, whether it was your four goals, four assists, they end up in the back of the net. Just kind of like when you look back on that evening now with a few years of hindsight, what was going through your mind as the game progressed and the puck just kept ending up in the back of the net? Yeah, um, it was it was a pretty special night, obviously. Uh, it was just one of those things that everything I touched went in. And, and then, you know, um, once I... Once you, you know, any offensive guy, I'll tell you, once you get one point or, you know, a couple points, you kind of settle into the game and you start letting it come to you as opposed to chasing it. And, and that, that's really what it felt like for me. I, I, I felt like I was completely in the zone and um, I didn't really have to, to overwork for anything. And the game was just kind of coming to me and I was just, I was just playing. I didn't, I didn't overthink. And um, it, it was a really cool experience, but, just in terms of um, the night itself, um, you know, having the entire uh, arena chant your name and, you know, being the, you know, three stars of the game, all that, it's just, you know, th- those things, that, that's a feeling you can't really recreate. So um, it's something that's really special and something that I'll, uh, I'll remember forever. So you're yeah. eight point. Oh, sorry, buddy. I, I mean, I was watching the highlights just before we got started here, and it seemed like by point five, six, seven, you just like you were almost shaking your head, like <laughs> I can't miss at this point. Well, I think it was maybe the eighth point. Um, you see, I like it's uh, Hall and Abs, Halsey and Abs. They're they're kind of they're doing everything up the ice. They're you know making plays and flying and I'm just kind of sauntering up behind them. And, um, normally all, all you're thinking of is I, I gotta get, I gotta get going. I gotta catch up to them. I gotta get my feet moving. And I, I remember it vividly. I was like, I, I didn't even think to, to do that. I just, I just sauntered my way up the ice and, and sure enough, by the time they had done everything they did, I was wide open and got, got, got the puck and made, made a play to abs and, it's in the back of the net. So it's just kind of, it's one of those nights where just everything kind of falls into place. Everything goes right. And um, it's definitely a, a really special moment. You talk Your about. Your 8.9 uh, Sam, was one of my greatest regrets as an Oilers fan because I missed it. Ah. And I were in Asia. We went to a full moon party in Thailand. <laughs> and I was really I'm like. I'm sure that was fun too. <laughs> oh, it was all right. But your night was better. And I was yeah. like, yeah, I don't want to miss well, Oilers games. And I came back to the hotel and I woke up in the morning and I checked Twitter as you do. And I'm like, oh my God, no. Oh my yeah, God, no. Yeah. Sam got in eight points. Oh no. Gretzky texted him. He was all three stars. Go ahead, Jay. I, I, I remember for, that. I remember for, that uh, a very specific listener of this podcast, Travis would be really bummed if I didn't let you know that one of our listeners actually got fired from his job as a result of that night because he made a bet <laughs> with his brother that if you got to eight, he would run buck-ass naked down the street. And it was like minus 30 or something that night. So, uh, well, I'm sure all around. No, no, so hold on. Finish that story off. He did it. And then he woke up in the morning, and it was on the landing page of CBS.com. Uh, he was on CBS.com running naked down the street before McMurray. At least it got him famous. <laughs> got him fired. Good Sa- for him. Sam, you mentioned... Uh, one follow-up story, Tyler. Okay, one go follow-up to the eight-point night. I know it's very special, but... Is it even more special because you dunked on your your 
former London Knight team, Patrick Kane? <laughs> well, I mean, if you look at our careers, he uh, he has a lot on me. So uh, for that one night to, kinda, <laughs> yeah. to have that on him, um, yeah, it, it was pretty cool. I mean, um, you know, what's he got? Three Stanley Cups, a couple. Uh, he's got a Hart Trophy, a few other things in his in his uh, yeah. trophy case. So he doesn't have an eight point um, night have, though, does no, he? <laughs> Oh, I'm frozen. Who's frozen? Oh, oh did I freeze? Oh, oh, there you go. Oh, did we lose Sam? We're frozen. We're frozen in time. We are frozen. We're not interesting. Frozen in time with Sam Gagne, name of the podcast. (laughs) Someone's got to write that down, actually. Uh, As we wait for our connection to to restore with one Sam Gagne. Hey. Nope. Nope, that's Chalmers. (laughs) Sorry, guys. I I dropped you. Ah, there we go. Sam's yet. back. Um, Sam, y- yeah. you mentioned the experience of, you know, getting all three stars, the crowd and everything like that. Uh, we were talking earlier about your relationship with the city of Edmonton. I said this fan base loves you. Is there maybe a, a memory you have with this fan base or a moment somewhere, whether it was, you know, out in public meeting someone before or after a game with an Oilers fan that, that really sticks out to you that the regular person listening to this might not know? Uh, I'm putting you on the spot a bit, I know. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not sure if I if I can come up with one specific thing, but um, I just know personally, um, you know, like I, I think Edmonton gets a um, a reputation that's not really deserved throughout the league. I mean, you, you look at you know the drive from the airport, and when we used to be at Rexall, and uh, you know different players would you know ask me like uh, like how, how can you like playing in Edmonton, and I'm like. Honestly, um, you know, when you when you play there and you understand the community and you understand kind of everything that comes with being an Oiler, um, it's just a really special place to live and a special place to play. Um, you know, people are always so friendly. I think, um, you know, I, I grew up just outside of Toronto and you look what the Maple Leafs mean to Toronto. And, um, you know, just kind of being out in the city uh, there, it's just, I, I find... Uh, you know, it, it has a really, you know, it's a big, big time city feel, right? And when you come here, it's 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 way more of a small town community feel. And when you're when you're out in in public, you're at the grocery store or whatever, um, you really get that sense of community. And and, that, and I think you know everyone's so friendly, um, and that's that's what makes it such a kind of special place to, to be a part of. Sorry, Wanya, I'll get to you in a second. I got to follow up on that. Just the the sort of unfair reputation that the city gets. Do you think you mentioned, you know, back when it, at Rexall, it was even different with the new building with guys like Connor and Leon. Do you think that reputation is maybe starting to change a little bit for players who aren't in the city? I do think it'll change. Yeah. Um, I think that, you know, I, I, you know, personally, I live 10 minutes from the rink and in a beautiful uh, neighborhood and, you know, the, the drive to the rink's really easy and then you get there and, you know, the facility's incredible. So, um, you know, when you look at it from that, that aspect and in terms of uh, being, um, you know, a guy who really likes hockey, um, you know, there's, you know, it's, it's, it's on the short list for me as, of one of the best places to play because of that. So, um you know, I think uh, as time goes on and, you know, some of this younger generation comes through the league and, and sees the facilities and, um, you know, the, ho- the hotel attached to the rink, all that kind of stuff, um, you know, I think it's beca- going to become more of a destination to play for sure. 
what was your level when you're rolling around town? Like you mentioned, it's a special place for people love you. Like you're, I would say, in the level of like Oilers fan favorite, mild legend already. Like, can you go pump gas without people yelling at you, or like, can you wheel into an A and W in your sweatpants and be like, hit me with a teen burger? They don't like form a line. How how's your level of celebrity? Um, I, I I'm not sure how I'd answer that. What? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, can you move in silence, or does everywhere you go in Edmonton, do people know you everywhere? Uh, it depends on the place, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and and where in the city, but um, you know, I, what the one thing I will say is people are always really respectful. So, um, and, unless you're out at a bar and you know people are drunk, but um, I haven't dealt with that in a long time. Us old now fathers, that, we shouldn't be going to the bar anymore. Exactly. Yeah. Now that I'm a family man, and uh, <laughs> yeah. That doesn't happen Exactly. So people are uh, really respectful, which is nice. We had Magnus Benson on a few seasons ago on this show, and I asked him the same question. He said, the first time he got gas in Edmonton, the guy one pump over looked at him and went, hey, you're Magnus Jarvis Benson. He says, he was shocked. He's like, yes, I am. The guy's like, you need to shoot a lot more. And then he's like, <laughs> filling his tank. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, there you go. It matters, right? Like what you guys yeah. do matters. And I think in a lot of, major American markets if you're like third or fourth tier sports team like here people live and die with it for better or for worse but mm-hmm. you know you'll be 60 and walking down Jasper Avenue people will be like hey points gone yeah you're the bomb right <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we said we wouldn't keep you up for longer than 30 minutes. We're getting close to that here, so uh, I'll throw it around the table one more time here. Anyone got uh, anything else they want to throw at number 89? Jay? I've got a, just a random Edmonton question because it's in the vernacular presently of, of nation citizens. But, um, and I don't know if you, you know, well, you, you, you were here in your younger years, so there was probably some ice you went out, but do you by any chance have a favorite donair shop in Edmonton? Oh no! Actually, I, I I get that question all the time, and I'm like, I, I don't. I've never. I've never really you had to go gluten free, though. You know, yeah. it's not yeah. easy at donair shops. They don't exactly offer these healthy <laughs> alternatives yeah. to. A yeah, donair. I never really did the um, the post um, post bar donair. That was never really my thing. So I'm, I'm sorry, I can't you help you there. Points in the NHL. Yeah, that's the key. <laughs> Yeah, everyone always asked me too where I went after after that night. They're like, "Where'd you go out?" And we had a game two nights later, so I didn't go out. So I mean, I might have dropped the ball there, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it was uh, yeah. No, I I Donaires, uh never really have been a fan. So sorry, I can't help. Thank you. you. I am good. not a fan I'll either, and everybody gets over it. I've mm-hmm. seen you at Donair shops past two a.m. hundreds of times. I, that's the only time I can eat them. It's past two a.m. Trust me. <laughs> Bag milk, Chalmers. You guys got. Uh, you guys got one more here. Yeah, I, I just want to know. Like you mentioned, the Rexall place a little bit earlier. Obviously, there's a point night, huge night in your career and your life. But is there is there a story or some kind of thought that comes to your mind when you're thinking of the old barn of just what kind of a special place that was? Yeah, no, it was. It had um, a certain feel to it. I, I remember when I I got traded and I came back from my first game with Arizona. I had a real hard time playing. Um, you know, it, it's one of those places that um, it's, uh, you know, at that time too, there were some new arenas popping up and, you know, it was one of the older arenas in the league and it, it had a certain feel to it. And, you know, it had all the banners up and, um, you know, you, you, you watch kind of old time games of, um, you know, the great years of the Oilers. So it was, uh, it was definitely a special, special building to play in. Um, I think the one, 
one story that kind of sticks out. I remember after the eight point night, um, it, it took me a while to get out of the rink, um, just because I was, you know, did media and you know all that different kind of stuff that went with it. And uh, I was the last guy to leave, and one of the only guys left was Joey Moss. And uh, I sat down and had a beer with him, and we just kind of chatted. And um, you know that was that was really cool. I mean, uh, Joey and I have a I mean, Joey has a special relationship with everybody. He's one of the, you know, the greatest people you're ever. Oh, no. Oh. Oh, during Joey Moss. Oh, damn. Well, ah, the connection I'll again. The greatest people you'll ever meet. <laughs> I'll finish the statement. Joey Moss is one of the nicest people you'll ever meet. <laughs> everybody has. Oh, he's back. Hey, Sam, you were talking about uh, Joey Moss. Where did I end? You ended with Joey no, Moss is one of the nicest people you will ever meet. Yeah, he is. He's, he's just, um, he's incredible. Um, and, um, you know, everyone that comes through, uh, the organization is, uh, affected by Joey in some ways, just, uh, one of the greatest people ever. And, um, that, that night in particular is something I'll always, uh, always remember. How come to us, Joey, when you got to come back? Yeah, he was, uh, he, he's getting to the point now where he's, he doesn't, um, you know, re- remember names as well, but, uh, I was really happy he actually remembered mine. So, um, yeah, it was, uh, it was really cool. I mean, every time I would come to Rexall, um, as a member of another team, I took a picture with Joey and, um, you know, got a chance to catch up with him. So, uh, when I got traded back, it was pretty cool. Chalmers, one more for you, then we'll go to Wanya one and then we'll wrap it up. As the only other father in here, I just can't help but, uh, but ask, like, how are the kids? Do they know, do they know what daddy does? Um, the oldest, uh, knows. Yeah. Um, yeah. they've been around. Four and the a half, rink right? Yeah. The, they've been around the rink like a little this year. Um, so they understand that. And then, you know, we got the, the net in our backyard and they, sh- they shoot around every once in a while. But, um, I, That's I don't kind think of what I was going to say. Was like, yeah. as, the, as, the, as the son of an NHL hockey player, and I mean, I, um, I coached Mike Smith's kids, Ajax and Axel. Okay, yeah. So they're around the rink a lot. And like, they're yeah. living their life. It's great. Yeah. And you probably remember that. Is that something that you want to give to your son? Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I, I want to play as long as I can so that, you know, they have that opportunity to be around and see different things. I mean, I look back to, to my childhood and, um, you know, meeting Mike Madano and Jerome McGinley and, you know, all these, you know, different great players in the NHL, they were just, you know, regular guys to me because I got to be around the rink, which is an, an incredible experience, right? The coolest so, thing in the world, yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's awesome. So, I mean, you know, you, you look at this year, my kids at the rink and they, you know, they're hanging out with Connor McDavid and to them it's just Connor, you know, like that's, that's a really cool, <laughs> it's a really cool experience for them and, um, you know, like I said, my oldest is four and a half now, so hopefully I can play until, you know, he's 10, uh, hopefully 15, and uh, <laughs> and uh, allow them to kind of enjoy that. I, I don't know if my wife will let me play that long, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I think uh, it's definitely a cool experience for them. Wanye, I'll give you the uh, the last word here with Sam Gagne. Wow, that's heavy, heavy responsibility during a pandemic. I'll do my best. Uh, I, I guess I just, I want to thank you, Sam, right? Like there's good Oilers and there's great Oilers, right? And for a lot of years there, you were a bright shining light that really got us all amped up. And like, especially when you got your, your, your teeth fucked up, like 
there's players where when they get injured, you're like, oh my God, my dear friend Sam Gagne is injured, right? Like, I think you cross that line between good and great Oilers. So, like, on behalf of Oilers fans, thank you for the sacrifices you made. Thank you for not eating donairs after the bar and being diligent and for making the team good. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I mean, I really appreciate that. I, I think, um, you know, it, like I said, I mean, that's one of the best parts about playing at Edmonton is uh, the people in the city and, and um, you know, the community support you get. So, um, you know, uh, I've, I've enjoyed kind of everything about being an oiler and, um, you know, I, I think who knows what can happen in the future. Right. So come back, Rick join Stark. the front office, become GM, <laughs> trade for your son and win the cup. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> uh, Sam, we appreciate your time today. Thanks for joining us on the podcast. We hope to chat with you again soon. Yeah. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Thanks for thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. There you go. That is Sam Gagne. Guys, before we get into any sort of reaction, I'm going to stop recording for a second, save it because I'm petrified I'm going to somehow lose it in an awful computer Mark. crash, and then we'll reboot, okay? So give me two seconds. All right, the podcast is saved up. We are good. We are golden. Uh, who wants to go first? Because I think he might be the nicest human being I've ever spoken with in my life. Oh, what a first-class act and just the way he speaks about our city uh, and especially to other players. Uh, what a fucking cool cat. That was so, uh, that was fanboy in there. That was unreal. We did miss one thing, and that was the Yag Burger that he was promoting. Um, it's his what? burger for the month. When when do you get it? Like We started with it. And it no, but, the no, month no, no, but we never, told, <laughs> we never told anybody what, what was the time frame they could get it. It's the like, month of May. Sam said it all. The whole month of May. The whole month of May. Except May 13th. Except maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. And we What's can't today? tell you why we can't tell you why, Charles. You're not Sam Garnier. <laughs> What's today? May well, twenty days in. I didn't know I could get that burger. Shit. So you, don't you, gotta have now. you gotta have one podcast legit, so we can hype that shit. Yeah, look at him. Like he's 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 he's, tech, he's not technically he's a Detroit Red Wing and he's doing, you know, City of Edmonton initiatives. And he also did a, a fundraiser for uh the Red Wings, um or for Detroit too during this time. So like just speaks to the type of guy he is and why you would think Wanya uh, would proclaim he should be captain because that's the type of person he is, a captain quality player or person. Thank you, nobody, for bringing that up, by the way. You're all my real friends. <laughs> how about, though, how about at the I end there? The art, I actually had the article open the whole time, by the Shut way. Shut up! <laughs> how about uh, at the end there, his little wink of, you know, never know what could happen in the future, like, hmm? He's coming back. I, I've been He's saying this back. since the day he moved. I'm, okay, here's I'm coming thing, back. Right? If you're going right to build, wall. if you're going to build the Oilers for the next thirty years, right? I think one of the mistakes that we've made as an organization in the past little while is like we're still obviously working with Oilers alumni, but it's been the same group for thirty years. I think you got to look going forward at like if Sam Gagne is driving into the city with players now, and they're like, "Why do you like playing here?" And as a player, he comes back at them and is like, I love it here. That's the kind of guy to build an organization around. They can teach him how to be an executive. You yeah. can't teach people how to love being an oiler. You've got to keep that guy in the room. You need that you guy in our keep, room because he's going to build proper culture. And I think that like some of the mistakes the Oilers have made in years past have been like letting guys like Hendricks go and letting Oilers leave at their end of their careers. And they don't have that like bridge into the organization later on, right? Mm -hmm. And like, there's lots of ex-Oilers now that are succeeding in the front offices. Bill Guerin, Doug Wade, and all those guys. They love being Oilers. Those are the kind of guys you need here. 
pretty evident that Sam's life is hockey. So it would just make a lot of sense for him to go into, you know, the front office after his playing career. And what better place to do it than here, where he's beloved and where he loves to be. He got happy when I told him he was a legend. Did you see his face? He was smiling. He started to he started to blush a little bit, eh? I wanted to ask him about his grill, except that I knew that it would end up with me having to admit I don't hate Zach Cassian, which makes me extremely conflicted because I love Sam Gagne. Well, it's we didn't bring up his... We didn't bring up the fact that he got his teeth knocked out. We didn't bring up the fact that he got his left tendon cut in his wrist, which is like two horrific <laughs> fucking injuries. Or you know even, what I mean? or even I'm going glad back, we didn't bring him up. Or but, even going back to the teeth getting knocked out. They were teammates yeah. not long after that happened. Yeah. Like That yeah. must have been super odd, at least to start anyway. I don't understand how that works. Like I think a lot of times in sports, especially now, everybody's like shaking hands after the game and we'll go see you later on for some bio steal. But there are instances where players actually hate each other. Oh, yeah. Cassian being a lunatic and fucking up Sam Gagne, it must have been a mindfuck to come back. And he's like a now a fan favorite in Edmonton. The Oilers seem to be doing that a lot where they take two players that have a fucking problem from other teams and put them together like Connor and fucking Manning. Then this. Why would you bring in Manning, who broke the superstar's <laughs> collarbone? Because it's Peter Shirelli, man. He just, like, he was running on old software. He was running on DOS. Meg Milk, was that you that put up the meme of what you expected 2020 to be like and then a picture of Shirelli as what it's actually like? Yeah. That was classic. He still annoys me, man. I want to give a quick shout-out to Alex Lacoustic, who is a listener of the pod, who on the fly guessed that we were talking about Sam Gagne when I threw out a couple of uh, couple of teasers on the old Twitter.com. Um, there was a bunch of stuff in that I loved. Uh, he talked very nicely about Roger's place. Was anyone else doing the mental exercise when he says he lives in a nice neighborhood 10 minutes away from the rink, and you're like, all right, oh. which direction are we going? Probably towards the river. Oh, I, where does I, Sam I live? I know exactly where he lives. Yeah, oh, I yeah. can put, I, I could probably... Yeah, it's in Collingwood. I'm going to go drop off I could guarantee drop a pin to where I think it is, and I would be within a mile radius of where he lives. Oh, yeah. As that's the producer great, of this that's, podcast, that's beautiful thing of Edmonton. I won't say it. I was having a heart attack every time his phone cut out. Yeah. I'm not going to yeah. edit it out because I want everyone to, I want all the listeners to live in those moments where we were just like, oh, shit, where did Sam go? But, buddy, when I was But also, having, he came was, back. Yeah. He, yeah. He and when I was coming back, which is a testament, right? Just like, like in real life. life. He left and came back. Yeah, he could have done the audio. Go ahead. He could have done the Irish exit and just be like, I don't know. My internet is gone. I don't know what happened. My phone fell in a lake. The Irish exit. Yeah, man. When you just leave without announcing anything? Uh, As an Irishman, that's offensive. We've contributed a lot to society, a lot of things, including you two and alcoholism. I was going to say alcoholism. Can we talk about one other thing from when he was talking about Roger's place and, and the old arena? I couldn't help but think about how uncalculated it was for management and and just like how short-sighted it was to think that when a player comes to Edmonton and they're playing on another team and you land at the airport and then you immediately go to their hotel and to the rink that the only thing you see is outside that bus's window. And when yeah. you're going to Rexall, when you're going to old Rexall, you were literally probably seeing, unless you were driving them down like a hundred and fucking eighteenth app, you were literally driving them through a wasteland. It, it looked awful. It was awful optics, and like they should have made it a point 
to like make sure the bus drivers took them down certain routes or else made sure they always took the same route to the hotel and then the arena and spruce those routes up. Like what were they thinking? They when got to they, see a burger baron and some hookers and some weird crackheads though. That's cool. Used hubcap. I was reading Hostel a book about the I was reading a book about the arena de- development. It's it's pretty good uh, for the downtown arena. And when they first built um, Northland, they thought people would be using the municipal arena or um, an airport rather. Oh. They thought people would be flying in downtown and then flying a completely different route. So as a home builder, this is my thing. It's when we used to turn over houses. The very first thing we would do. What's wrong? Oh, am I? on pause. No, I'm not on pause. You were on okay. a rant and then you just powered <laughs> down. Oh, because because I thought I thought <laughs> you're buffering. I was, looking, I was looking at still talking hey. and that's a. Am I there? Yeah, right, you're keep going, man. Government. Okay, no, so so we used to make sure that on the day of the walkthrough, an hour and a half before the walkthrough, we'd have somebody pressure wash like the front driveway, the front sidewalk, because when these people are walking up to the house, if the very first thing they see is beautiful, they're going to so think everything else. Is you want to pressure wash from the international airport to the arena, and you want exactly hundreds and my hundreds point. of homeowners to knock down their shit. Exactly my point. You are the Chinese government, and this is the Beijing Olympics. Jesus. <laughs> Your laptop has been doing some wacky stuff. Like, I'm still seeing you talk right now. Really? I my think it might, it might be your internet, Chalmers. My internet is the great 3G network. I am sitting on a street. I would hope to God you're not on the 3G network. What are you using, a Motorola Razor? Well, what network am I on then? Four. 3G at the top. Oh, really? Hmm. Uh, bag milk. No. Is bag milk there? You know, buddy. Uh, what was your kind of favorite part of that conversation? Was there one answer that released it out to you? I like when you talk to me personally, and I could forget for a minute that the rest of you were even here, and it was just a conversation <laughs> between Sam Gagne and I, like we were best friends. No, but like to hear him walk through um, his eight-point night was fun. But you know what I really loved? Man, I could have listened to him talk about Joey Moss all day. Oh, yeah. And just the vibe at Rexall Place and capping it off with him having a beer with Joey Moss and just kind of talking. And I love that, man, because both of those guys mean so much to the city. It was just great to hear him talk about it. There's a dude who I will allow to remain nameless who was telling me that Joey Moss and Sam Gagne got along like some of, one of the greatest relationships he's had with a modern day oiler was with Sam Gagne. And Sam Gagne just treated him like a king. And I believe that after talking to Sam Gagne for 32 and a half minutes. Yeah. Oh, we, we got him longer. We did it. Yeah, do we, we do an ad for Jappa? Do we love Jappa? Yeah, uh, we do need to do one more ad for our friends at Jappa Machinery and Group. And Doodle Noodle. And Doodle Noodle. Noodle. Um, but, oh, yeah. But yeah, Jappa, we love you. Uh, they are Edmonton made. You know what? Sam Gagne from London, Ontario, but I consider him Edmonton made as well. We were on the theme of talking about what a good person Sam Gagne is. All the people at Jappa are good people. Uh, recently on their Twitter, they were wishing everyone a happy May long weekend. And uh, yeah, big shout out to Jappa and XM, XCMG. Not a day will go by where I don't butcher that. They've done some great charity stuff as well. So check out their social media. Check out their Twitter. And uh, talking about doing good stuff for charity, Oodle Noodle does that as well. Uh, what's the latest update on uh, the good stuff coming from Oodle Noodle, Jay? So this week, uh, they segue, Tyler. Very well done. Yep. Um, this week, uh, we are supporting 
uh, ABC Head Start, which is a um, children's learning program for um, I, um, kids that are that are that are that are living in in poverty. Uh, they provide uh, classes and, and 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 resources for kids to learn in fun environments to help them progress uh, through schooling. But now that we're in a non-school quarantine environment, uh, they're uh, in need of raising some money to make a bunch of uh, home learning kits. Um, so uh, these kits are given to the kids so they can do some learning while they're at home. But also, uh, I looked at the kits. There's a lot of cool entertainment, arts and crafts stuff for them too. So it's a lot of fun. So uh, super pumped to be working with them because it's a, you know, uh, it's I can see how important the cause is. I've talked to a few teachers um, that are uh, it's like through Nation Citizens. Uh, that have said they've used this program and how important it is for the kids. So super cool one. And, uh, yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, we donated food to the, uh, mustard seed this past week too. So, uh, donated 400 pounds of food there. So, uh, you know, we're, 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 we're committed to doing this and, uh, everyone's been super committed to supporting us and, and without that, it couldn't happen. So. Chalmers, I think you're getting the echo coming from you. Uh, you are because it's really hard for me to talk right now. But while we're on the topic of local businesses, local restaurants, and charity, we also need to give some love to uh, Emad and the and the Yeg Burger. He's doing some great stuff over there. His Burger of the Month is always fantastic. He's a proud sponsor of my Oilers Nation pregame podcast as well. Uh, so that interview with Gagne wouldn't have been possible without Emad and everyone at Yeg Burger, and also uh, Jared, sales guy Jared, who did a, who did a lot to set it up. You as well, Wanye. Um, that was a ton of fun. Definitely one of the highlights I've had doing this podcast insert joke about me always hating the podcast here uh but yeah that was great and you know what else guys i want to give a shout out to you for because i'm proud of you guys for not talking over each other very much in fact we had awkward pauses because no one was talking to sam <laughs> I, saw, I saw my phone froze but we just all stopped talking well, Tyler went you- like this Tyler yelled at us before the podcast started so we were all on our best behavior <laughs> yep. i threatened everything i was going to take away yeah um, my biggest fears when we have guests on is one that will talk over each other too much and nothing will make sense, or two that Chalmers will cut them off like he often. Does. Well, <laughs> you, hey, and you know I what? did a couple times. A couple times Chalmers, you did, yeah. Chalmers, you came through in true Chalmers colors, <laughs> and you made the question for Sam Gagne about yourself, and you and also awesome. <laughs> you also name dropped Mike Smith kids to Sam Gagne and oh, established well, to establish dominance in the conversation that yeah. you are the coach. I'm just like you. You are team like and I love you for it. <laughs> I'm just like you, Sam. <laughs> I'm just like you. I know Ajax and Axel. Anytime Chalmers asked a question, I laid back and fist bumped. I was so pumped because he did exactly what we wanted to happen. Oh, yeah. We stayed on brand, which is important. Very important. Right. Uh, we're coming to the end here. Uh, anything else on your guys on your guys' mind? You want to get off your uh, chest? One it thing is... we haven't one thing we haven't done is we have not broken down the last dance. It is now over. Yeah, oh, we should not. Let's sure save is. that though, because we had so much good stuff to do this week. Let's save that for uh, Monday's episode. Chalmers, yeah. on the Peloton, go do Alex Toussaint's last dance ride. Oh, you wear the Jordan jersey. Yes. I'll do it tonight. Excellent. And also, Chalmers, if you're hungry, burger of the month means the whole month. <laughs> Sometimes I don't know how things like this work. Have you ever had... I'm not even going to get into it. 
I'm going to order that tonight too, right before my ride. Good stuff. Maybe post ride. Good. <laughs> propel you forward. All right, guys. Uh, that's going to. I think that's going to do it. Is that going to do it for an episode of Real Life? Oh, yeah. I gotta like get it, back to work. You know, yeah. The the episode was fantastic. So it, it'll stand on its own merit. Thank you, Sam Gagne, for that. So thank yeah. you, Jared. Thank you, your MCUC. Thank you, Sam Gagne. Thank you, Wanye. Yeah. Thank you, Jay. Thank you, Chalmers. Thank you, Bag Milk. That was a lot of fun. And you know what? To our thirteen listeners, or maybe we'll get up to like twenty because of the name recognition of Sam Gagne. Uh, thank you for tuning in. We really appreciate it. Hope you enjoyed. Our chat with Sam Gagne, Frozen in Time with Sam Gagne. I uh, hope you enjoyed the podcast. Talk to you again on Monday. Great job on making it through the entire hour of the Real Life Podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast from. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.